If you like what you're hearing on the phillytech.org netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com slash phillytechorg. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-h-i-l-l-y-t-e-c-h-o-r-g. And thank you in advance. You're listening to The Interview Show with Seth Goldstein on the phillytech.org netcast network. Thank you to our sponsors, aweber.com, wistia.com, Zoho Mail, and getflywheel.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of the interview show. I am here with Rick Dragon, formerly of Dragon Search, now independent contractor, um, SEO extraordinaire, internet marketer, and guy about town, I guess we could say, you know. <laughs> New York, and you still up in Kingston as well? That's correct, yeah. So you, you kind of do both, both things. You get the That's urban right. and you get the country. Yep. Which is nice, yeah. Real fast before we get started, let's thank our sponsors, aweber.com. Email marketing, um, getflywheel.com, westia.com, and Zoho Mail. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show. And onward and upward, let's talk to, let's talk to Rick. So Rick, so recently you just let me know that um, you were bought out of Dragon Search. That's correct. Yep. And how long were you doing Dragon Search for? Well, Dragon Search was about seven years old. And prior to that, I had another internet uh, company that focused on, on website and application development. Oh, wow. So I've been in the business for a little over 17 years. Was there an internet back then? When there you... certainly was. Yes, there was. <laughs> there was. There was. Yeah. I've been doing it for like 18 years. So yeah, yeah, I know exactly. It's been around. But a very different beast back then. Indeed it was. And now it's all dynamic. Mobile, mobile is responsive. Things go this way. Things go that way. And oh, I don't know about you, but uh, I know that none of us could have guessed at what it became. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's incredible what it's becoming. And what's becoming? Yes. I mean, the internet's everywhere. The internet's attached to your fridge now. Yeah. It's like, I need internet in my fridge. You know, it's, in, it's incredible. So, and you're also an artist or an artiste. That's correct. I, I'm a painter. I've been a painter ever since I was a kid. And, and uh, you know, like many endeavors in the creative fields, it can be very difficult to make a living. So you do other things to make a living. And I'm now, of course, able to, to refocus on that with some renewed energy. Good, good. So... And then you said you're still doing some, you're still doing some consulting now. You're still still, your... Yes, I still have a small uh, coterie of clients, and I still speak. I'll be speaking at SMX West. I'll be doing a social media marketing workshop at SMX West coming up oh, uh, at the beginning good. of March. And, uh, you know, still teaching uh, digital marketing at NYU. Oh, so, so it keeps you down in the city. That's correct. Exactly. So how did you get started in Internet marketing? What's your background? Like, like... Were you originally well, a painter? Were you an anthropologist? You know, a lot of people fall into this from a different. Well, I, I I was a painter. I am a painter, and like I said, I've, I've done many many different things to make a living. And my entree into digital marketing was really through website development. Okay. And sort of uh, being a little obsessive, being a little compulsive about learning things, uh, which I still find to be the best way to learn about everything in our field is just to like deep dive on topics and Google the hell out of it. And when I meet people who do approach it that way, 
I usually know that I've got somebody who can, can learn things in an agile way that's needed. That's awesome. And so where did you go to school? Uh, I went to school at SUNY Purchase for painting. Painting, so, uh, exactly, because I know, I know a lot of people are like, I know one guy who was, um, I forget his name right now, but he was a sculptor. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know Kel, um, Joseph Kel? He's, he's down in, um, he's down in um, New Hope area down near Philly, but he went to school for sculpting, and now he's an internet marketer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I guess it's, it's a creative field, so, you know, sure. I mean, I was a history journalism major. I'm like, go figure, you know, I, mean, I love design. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you know, everyone comes from all kinds of walks of life. So you actually went to school for painting. That's correct. Yeah. And then what 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 got you into internet marketing from painting? Well, uh, starting to develop websites for a friend of mine who's a graphic designer out of Gray Advertising in Saatchi, and he needed uh, a developer. And of course, this is the wild west of web development days. You know, we had this thing called DHTML, and the code was messier than anything you know we we even be close to accepting today. So it was really just getting in and sort of uh, being a script kitty and hacking things and, and figuring out the solutions. And oddly enough, my partner in my first business uh, was a young programmer who had, had learned his way through programming in very much the same way. He was a .NET developer at the end of the day. Oh, wow. uh, but, I mean, not then he wasn't a .NET. There, oh. there was just ASP.NET. Uh, but he was ASP.NET developer, became a .NET developer, uh, and that was his start. And I found that many, many people in our field, and in marketing included, did not necessarily have that traditional background. They didn't go to work for marketing, you know, and... Just a lot of people I know in this field have come about that way. Now, that's not to say that people can't get great educations at, at places like Stern or Wharton or Columbia or any other school, Pace. Or NYU. Uh, or NYU <laughs> for, for, you know, marketing. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of room, particularly with digital marketing, I think, for people to develop a, a really good basis in marketing 101, you know, old school marketing, we might say. Yeah, to go to old school. Now, let's say someone wanted to kind of get into marketing. I mean, other than taking your class at NYU, which I, I would love to do at some point. But um, what, what would you suggest to the young upstart kid who just kind of came out, maybe a painter, maybe a sculptor, maybe even a business major in college that kind of wants to get into social media, internet marketing, web design? Like, how did, how, how did one get started? I know mean, we both have gotten started in it, but like, what would you, what, what, was it, what would the advice would you give? Well, you know, the, the really cool thing about it all is that the knowledge that you need in order to be great at this, whether it's search engine optimization, social media marketing, or, or paid search, or any other aspect of marketing, is all online. It's all there for free. Like, you just yeah. have to know sort of, well, where do I go about finding it? And you have to use your nose. So, you know, with social media, if you, if you go onto Social Media Examiner, if you go to Social Media Today, uh, marketing land, search engine land. You go to these sites and you start going to them over and over. You start finding that the majority of information you need is right there for your plucking. You just have to be obsessive and hungry enough to dive in and teach yourself and follow it. And if you really want to start off, start off by starting to help perhaps a nonprofit in your neighborhood. You know, go in and, and offer free help and use that to cut your teeth on this whole thing. That's a good suggestion. Do a little pro bono work first, feel yourself around, fill it out, and then jump into it. Um, sure. so, so you started out as a painter, and then you got into web development, and then you eventually migrated into, it was just a natural progression, maybe not from painting, but web development into search and, and, and digital marketing. Mm -hmm. um, 
what, what, like, so you, so you were first at that first company and you were at Dragon Search. What, what made you start working for, like, I guess, um, how did you get started working for Danny Sullivan over at Search Engine Land and whatnot? Like, how did you meet Danny and stuff? Well, it's, it's interesting. Probably oh, a little over five years ago, part of our company's uh, own, our own marketing plan was that I would go out there and be a speaker. And I would share knowledge. And it was sort of, you know, the way I was, I've, I've taught before. I sort of naturally gravitate to that. I enjoy it. So I started, well, let me, you know, go start speaking at some small regional events, you know, whether it's chambers of commerce or something. And that quickly segued into an opportunity to speak for Danny Sullivan at SMX East in New York City, which I did. And that ended up leading to several other speaking gigs, which ultimately, uh, while I'm still doing speaking, when I was really heavy into it after I'd written my book, I was getting to travel. I got uh, invited to speak in Korea and wow. Norway and Hawaii, all over the United States. And so I've gotten to travel all over the world and speaking. It's been an absolute, yes, yeah, a fabulous thing. You're God giving gift, you know? That's right. That's neat. That's so, right. so you have you have two books out, right? Yes, I've got two Dragon books. Search. I've got a, a manual, and that's an ebook uh, put out. Uh, by the same publisher as, as Social Marketology. Uh, and that was just a digital marketing book. It's, it's woefully out of date. The second book is Social Marketology, and that is about social media marketing process. And that was actually designed and written to be more evergreen because it's more uh, large process and framework based than yeah, spe exactly. specifics of how you get on Twitter. In full disclosure, I did review it for, for Rick. And it's and not being biased because we're friends and all that, but it is an actually an amazing book, and it was you know very helpful to read and whatnot. And it's worth picking up. It's and the best part, it's not too expensive. It's not like these books that like, people feel like I'm giving away my knowledge. I'm going to charge a hundred dollars for my book, and I'm like looking at them. I'm like, yeah, that's a little expensive. No, actually, actually, I still use that fundamental framework, and you know, I'm always, you know. This stuff about digital marketing and social media marketing in particular, the, the, the rule book is constantly being rewritten and we're finding new case studies all the time, but we find that they fit certain patterns. And I'm sort of delighted that the, the framework we developed at Dragon Search for social media marketing is still very applicable today. I use it as the basis for the workshop I give and other trainings I give in companies and find that it's fundamentally still quite valid. Now we've built on that. We've done a lot of building on it. We've particularly built out the whole section that has to do with the major approaches to social media marketing and for a marketer to sort of suss out what the proper mix is for their company. That I only hinted at in the book, but luckily since then I've had the opportunity to really grow it. So do you think there's another book in your future? Very, very likely. I love the process of writing. It's, it's a self-growth process that's beyond compare. Any hint of what topic it might be? Or are you not, are you not uh, I, I'm not there yet. Not there yet. Awesome. So, what, so what's your favorite social media platform out, out there? I mean, I, I would talk to Twitter all the time, but like, are, is that your favorite or is there a bunch of them? Well, what's really interesting is that each of them has a sort of DNA, if you will, that accomplishes different things, right? There was a guy back in the 70s, a sociologist, psychologist, who did some studies around what they call weak ties 
as opposed to strong ties. Now, strong ties are your closest friends, your family members, the people you grew up with. Those are your strong ties in your social network. Weak ties are those friends of a friend or friends of a friend of a friend type thing, right? They're, they're tied to you. They may even know you by name or face, but they wouldn't necessarily stop to come up to you if they saw you at the airport, right? Exactly. Well, what Grant Bitter found out was our exposure to new information, whether it's cultural, whether it's things like uh, new books or music or movies or new job opportunities, new networking opportunities, primarily come from those weak ties. So if you take that as sort of a given and you go, well, which of the social networks does more to sort of stimulate and engender magic happening with those weak ties? And interestingly, Twitter is wonderful, wonderful for flushing out weak ties. You can become friends and have conversations with people on the other side of the world that two days ago you'd never heard of. You can really build that out. Now, that's if you use Twitter that way. The other interesting thing about Twitter is just the fact that it's got this extreme limitation, this 140 characters. We, there's a lot of things that we can't do that we can do on Facebook. Yeah, it's very frustrating yet, sometimes, yeah. Exactly, but that very limitation is almost what's part of its magic where you can create communities based on nothing more than a hashtag. And we know about the community formation and group formation follow certain patterns, you see certain dynamics, psychological dynamics at play. We see those in play, not just like on the schoolyard, we see those same things in play with a hashtag on Twitter. It's really, really fascinating. So I'm, I'm a big advocate, lover of Twitter. Uh, lately, I've been putting a little bit more energy, I think, into Facebook. I've been enjoying Instagram, despite all its limitations. And all the uh, socks. I, yeah, the I, socks. I, I play around in all of these areas. You're part of the sock game that you. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. I always like whenever you have some funky socks, I'm like, all right, tag Rick, and tag Ted, and show off the socks. Mm -hmm. You guys actually are what got me into funky funky socks. <laughs> okay. It was you and Ted. I think it was more Ted Rubin because he's always like yeah. always takes pictures and I saw, Hey, Rick does it too. All right, these are two guys. Do oh, I'll join. I'll join the crowd. I'm wearing some pretty yeah. funny ones. I'm wearing like argyle lime green socks right now. All right. Is this rocket? You know, I actually I went into a shoes, a sock store. It's actually socks mm -hmm. to be you. Is the title of the store? A little high tip to them. I went to one of them. Like, oh, nice, really ugly socks. And she took offense to that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Ugly socks. Ugly it's socks. a compliment. I want right. the ugliest socks possible. You know, my wife looks. Well, just fine. just so you know, I mean, if if you're ever looking, you've got to find the Vermont Knitting Company. Oh wow! And these are the most wonderful socks around. Yeah, mine, are, mine kind of look like that a little bit too. Which kind of sucks in an interview show. Vermont Knitting Company. Vermont Knitting Company, yes. They're good winter socks. Good winter socks. Are they wool? Yes. Uh, they can be nice and warm. Do they itch? That's, that's the question. No, they do not. Oh, good quality wool. There you go. Well, on that note, <laughs> we'll end on socks. <laughs> Rick, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Seth. Anytime. And um, best of luck in your painting endeavors. I, I'm sure you'll, you'll Instagram some paintings to show off your latest creations. Certainly will. And, you know, and catch Rick at SMX West. Where is that? That's out in San Francisco? That will be in San Jose. Ooh, so closer down towards the Googleplex. Yep, that's correct. So what, 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 um, what conference center is that? That's... Uh, they have a major hotel there. Oh, it's just a major hotel there? Yeah. Yep. SMX is Danny Sullivan's... Um, 
those are those are great conferences. And, They're wonderful. And if you're able to go to them, even if you just go get the Expo Pass, you know the Expo yeah. Pass is worth going. It's free if you sign up for it ahead of time, or it's 50, I think it's fifty dollars if you don't. And you go there the day of, but it's worth worth just going, networking with people. So I mean, it's you know I met I met Rick actually I, met, I think I met you at the one forty conference. Could be Could Jeff, be. Pulver's, Jeff, Pulver's, Jeff yeah. Pulver's great event. So that's now gone on to being less internet marketing, more health. But that's right. It's well, Jeff's done amazing. It's an amazing story, Jeff Pulver's. But oh, yeah. uh, SMX is also an amazing story. You know, uh, Danny was one of the true pioneers of our industry. Mm-hmm. And the people involved with SMX just year after year have just been some of the best contacts I've made in the industry. Oh, it's, it's an incredible event. It's pricey, but it's, you get your money's worth. You really, yes, you really get your money's worth. If, and if you are for a company that will spring the bill, even better, because then you'll mm-hmm. Then it's like go soak it up, you know. And like I said, there's he always has a free, you know, a few. You can go to a few sessions and 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 visit the expo. Expo that alone is valuable, you know, to, to the nth degree. So, well, Rec, thanks again. And this Thank is you, what Seth. we call a Jewish goodbye. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you. Take care. I will see you later. Take, take care, everybody.